What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brandon Janu Show. As you know, I am Brandon Janu, and I hope you guys are enjoying this weekend. More importantly, I hope you guys have been enjoying my new episodes that's dropping. It's out this week. Uh, I think I do one more thing to solidify the end of this week, but that's going to be on my TikTok, so you can follow me on social media platforms, TikTok, Brandon Janu Show, Facebook, Brandon Janu, the Brandon Janu Show is actually the Brandon Janu Show on Facebook. That's neither here nor there. Uh, and also on Instagram, Brandon Janu Show. But more importantly, if you really want to get in touch with me, it's very simple. Go to Instagram. It's very, it's easier. Uh, DM me if you want to, you know, do some things or just want to, you know, just, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, and also YouTube. YouTube is Brandon Janu Show. And if you go there and you and you like anything, man, subscribe. I appreciate it. I've got so many subscribers, so many views, so many things. I appreciate it. Uh, new week starts uh, tomorrow night. Uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. J. Cole's album. That will be tomorrow night at 11 uh, Central Time p.m. 11 p.m. Central Time, uh, which means midnight Eastern Time. So if you are... Waiting for that. If you are listening to my podcast, there it is. That's when the new episodes drop. And the first one of these episodes, one of the episodes, I actually am dropping for next week. I'm redoing right here, right now, and I hope you guys enjoy this. So it is wrestling life podcast episode. I I want to talk about what I talked about uh, Thursday. I felt like I was just rushing it though, uh, and I didn't really get a lot out of what I wanted to say. And a lot of things have happened since. Uh, I recorded Thursday. A lot of things have been going on in wrestling that I want to address. So uh, let's get off to the new news that's coming out uh, so far. So WWE, uh, well, I'm sorry like this. For the f- yeah, fuck it. Okay. Yeah, what I'm going to do is this. Sorry, y'all. Um, you, you, hey, man, when you podcast and, and it's live, you're recording, hey, man, shit happens. When you're just trying to try to connect both both situations, they're all going to blend together. But I just wanted to see which one was going to go first, so sorry about that. But anyway, uh, so here we go. So here we go. So WWE is, um, well, is starting to kind of announce what the new – prime live events will be going forward for WWE going forward and I am looking at this and certain people are talking about it they're canceling a lot of shows that a lot of people would say are gimmicky shows where it's like Hell in a Cell and TLC and you know Extreme Rules and shit like that they're canceling these shows I guess to build back the expense the expense of the suspense should say the suspense of these shows when you have a real storyline that might need an Extreme Rules match, which Extreme Rules pay-per-view isn't at, like, this was the first time Extreme Rules pay-per-view in a long time was actually an Extreme Rules pay-per-view. It actually made sense. All the matches had Extreme Rules, uh, Extreme Rules. Like, it had some value ladder match and a, you know, fight pit match and a, you know, strap match and all of these things had some elements of an Extreme match. So, this was the first one, but I think it's pretty obvious that Triple H taking over, which I'm going to talk about also. Triple H taking over, his influence is starting to kick in. Triple H is very smart and very, very wise to what WWE is and what these rest, what the company needs. And I like the fact that he's starting to realize we don't need all these gimmicky as pay-per-views. Like day one for New Year's, a lot of people are saying, you know, it's going to be a very long time from Survivor Series to the Royal Rumble. 
you know, where we're not going to have a real main event, a uh, real pay-per-view to settle some scores that, let's be real, you're not really settling anyway. You're, you, you either go into Survivor Series with a rivalry, have a, a War Games match, and then go into the next, and then build that, that rivalry out for two more months into the Royal Rumble, where you can now start to see certain people now have a place for where WrestleMania is going to be. I think it's a beautiful idea. I think it's two months of of building a rivalry where there is no cut point. There is no stop point. Now, maybe the end of the rivalry happens in, a, in an elimination chamber. Maybe the rivalry heats up even more at WrestleMania. It, you know, you don't know. But if that's the way WWE is about to start moving now, I am so for it. I don't like all of these pay-per-views. I don't like all these super crazy-ass pay-per-views. Uh, I didn't really hear anything about, like, the Crown Jewel pay-per-view or the greatest Raw Rumble pay-per-view anymore. They're going to probably still do the Crown Jewel pay-per-view because that's an that's a partner, partnership with Saudi Arabia that they're probably going to keep. But I like the fact that they're going to go back to the U.K. I think it's a beautiful idea. I think it's a good idea. U.K. hasn't seen wrestling like this in a minute where, I mean, outside of the brands, but Triple H has already had his hand in NXT U.K., and he's bringing back NXT European um, next year, which is going to be great um, for a lot of the talent of the NXT in the European UK kind of circuit, um, which brings it to the conversations of these prime live events. So what I've been seeing on TikTok or even on YouTube and certain wrestling uh, channels that I follow and wrestling people that I've seen post these graphics, it seems like there's going to be a couple of pay-per-views that are going to be gone. Like I said, Hell in a Cell, Extreme Rules, TLC, stuff like that. That's going to be gone. And I'm all for it. I think that's a beautiful idea. Hell in a Cell should be really – and I don't think it should be a pay-per-view. If, because if it's not a lot of paper, not a lot of robberies, it shouldn't be a full-length pay-per-view of just matches that don't really mean anything. I think you should be able to put the Hell in a Cell back in as when the robbery has really reached its eight, the robbery has really reached its apex and you have no other alternative. Like, like if Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle continue to rival and continue to have a fight and stuff like that, it will be great to see them in a Hell in a Cell match. Like, if they were to continue being rivals, they both got one victory now on each other. Yeah, I mean, Monday night, you know, Seth beat Matt, but let's say make it for the United States Championship at some pay-per-view. That would make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, that's one of the robberies that I don't know really where this is going to go just yet, but you can keep building it into WrestleMania because I don't think you take the title off of Seth Rollins anytime soon. So except if, like, Cody Rhodes comes back, and it's got to be a lot of things. Roman Reigns loses the title, or he just decides to vacate the WWE Championship. You put it in the Royal Rumble. Set Cody Rhodes comes back, wins the title, or Randy Orton comes back, or Set wins the title, and Matt Riddle wins the Elimination Chamber, then you make them two fight at WrestleMania or something like that. It's It's got to be something crazy for Set not to fight somebody like a Matt Riddle at WrestleMania, other than if you just continuously beating his dead horse. Now, and they have great matches, so it's not like they don't have good matches. They have really good matches. Well, that's also a testament to Set Rollins, because Set can just fight with anybody. He can wrestle with anybody. He can have any type of match you know, with anybody. Um, but I like the idea of the prime events, the prime live events being a reason to watch it. You got to get rid of the gimmicky shit because a lot of people don't tune in for a lot of the shit. 
and it makes sense. I like the fact that Triple H is starting to realize this. And somebody, and one of the sort of graphics that I saw, I've been seeing on the internet and that's been circling around uh, for the Prime Live events for 2023, it reads, I think it goes Royal Rumble to start off the year, Elimination Chamber in February, which makes total sense. And then you got a gap between February to April, which is WrestleMania. But I think this year's WrestleMania might be in March. So you got, so that's literally a month. So you got January, February, March. Then I think the next pay-per-view would be, which I think would be awesome if this is true. If this is true, the graphics I've been seeing is that they're going to bring back the King of the Ring pay-per-view, which I am all fucking for. I think that would be a perfect fucking thing to do because you don't need a title on that pay-per-view. If you literally do like a real King of the Ring for the whole night and it's not broken off into two different brands, if it's really one night, you get your best SmackDown underrated guys, you get your best Raw underrated guys and put them in the King of the Ring tournament. And if the winner wins, then they get the push like Triple H got in 1997. That would be incredible. That would be an amazing fucking thing. For this man, 1997 or 98, I can't remember which which year he won King of the Ring. But if he wins, if that is the truth, and also you also just introduce the Queen of the Ring, so it makes total sense to even have that now. I think which wrestling women are starting to kind of get back into the situation, and I think that's a big thing. But you got the King of the Ring. I think June or July is supposed to be Money in a Bank. I'm going to continue before I get into that. And this August is, of course, I hope SummerSlam again. SummerSlam in August, which would make sense. Uh, I get it. Football is around. Football will be around that time frame. So maybe a stadium you try to rent out can't really lease you to the stadium because it's football and it's preseason. But if you put it at the end of August, there's no preseason games. That's literally the last week of preseason. So it's literally going to be three games, and you could probably use that stadium. So put it back in August and chill with it. Um, I think, and then, and then it's supposed to be what? Supposed to, what is it supposed to be? I saw the graphic. I forgot what the fucking graphic looked like. But it was supposed to be. I think. I think uh, either they're gonna do Survivor Series first, at least Survivor Series, and then. Uh, which I've said numerous times, I think that now that Triple H is back in WWE, this is going to get back on the schedule, and I think it would be perfect. Oh, I saw what it was. It was the UK's event. Whatever UK pay-per-view, so if it's like another Clash at the Castle, if they make that like an annual thing, I think that would be another Clash at the Castle in September. Then November will be, uh, no, 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 not November. Um, sometime in October would be, um, the WWE Women Evolution pay-per-view, which would mean the women would get their pay-per-view back, which they only had one. But I think it would be – and I've said this numerous times. I thought when Triple H got back in the power, I said, I can see WWE giving the women's pay-per-view another go because you have a lot of good talent in the women's division. You just don't use them all, and you can't utilize it. So I think that would be a beautiful fucking thing to do. And then – and it's about series in November. So then you have another gap between November, January, and maybe you put in the Crown Jewel pay per view in December. Maybe you put in the you move the Crown Jewel pay per view out of November and put it in December. So now you do have something to kind of keep everything kind of in the middle. 
in the impasse. But yeah, I think that'd be a per- this is this I, look, man. If that's true, how the prime event's about to go, I am all for it. I think to get rid of the gimmicky pay per views, extreme rules, hell in a cell, TLCs, like make that shit matter again. Like TLC used to matter when you used to hear somebody say, "I want you in a hell in a cell match." That was a shock over the crowd. Even Triple H said that shit. It was a shock over the crowd. You felt people being like, holy shit, a hell in a cell? Fuck, he about it. This is going to be bad. And it felt like that. So I am looking so forward to what the prime events are looking like for going forward for WWE. If that is the truth, and that is what we're about to see and what we're about to get, this is incredible. And I think it's a good, 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 good situation. Now, like I said, I want to run through it first before I just go into it. Keep all the pay-per-views. I think all of them are great, except one. Somebody said this on TikTok last night. I was watching it. He he covers wrestling. And he was like, the only pay-per-view I would get rid of and maybe read and put something back in that situation. Somebody And he was like, I would get rid of money in a bank. He was like, I will put money back, money in a bank back to WrestleMania. And I will put maybe... Cyber Sunday, Cyber Sunday in that place. I 100% agree. I 100%. I, I can't remember what his name is on TikTok, but shout out to him. I 100% agree. I would take money in the bank and put it at WrestleMania again. You now do two nights for WrestleMania. You do not need a money in the bank pay per view when we all know he's not that, that person who wins, men or women, they're not going to. Somebody catches in on that night. And somebody doesn't. They hold on to the briefcase for like seven, eight, nine months. Put them at WrestleMania. Put it back at WrestleMania. Make that match matter again. Because if you win at the big, like Money in the Bank pay-per-view, it's cool. It's okay. You win. But eh, it's not the same pop. Like when you did it at WrestleMania, that shit popped. That was a massive fucking thing. Plus, the crowd is bigger. The, re- the stadium, you're in a stadium, you're in an arena when you win Money in the Bank once. Imagine winning Money in the Bank and then the WWE or Universal Champion getting hurt and you running out there at the end of the night and cashing that bitch in and winning the title. Or the women's champion gets hurt and you cash that bitch in and win that hoe at the end of the night. That would be crazy. That would be so fucking nuts. That'd be crazy. I think the place would go nuts. Especially if it's like a fan favorite that like everybody's like, man, they keep just holding this dude back. Let that man go. If he wins, that matters, man. And I agree. Put Cyber Sunday back in the WWE. I think that's the best pay-per-view to put right now in this era. He said this, and I totally agree. He said, in this era that we live in where social media now is a super thing. When WWE was doing Cyber Sundays and shit, you had to text with a flip phone and you had to kind of like get messages, like, 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 charges, message charges and shit like that. In this era where all you got to do is go to Twitter and just pick a match, pick, pick a person, pick a match, pick a, pick a stipulation, pick something that you, this would be the perfect time to do a Cyber Sunday. It would be beautifully done because now WWE trends every time it does get on TV when it is a pay-per-view. So, you know, people are watching. If you do a Cyber Sunday, that's a massive fucking hit to WWE. It will be a massive fucking thing because then you will have more. The, the fans will feel more in control of the content they actually are trying to see, and I think that'll be a beautiful thing. And if Triple H is smart, and I know he is, I wouldn't mind seeing him do that. I wouldn't mind seeing him bring that, bring that back, and creating that again. 
Cyber Sunday is such a it it was ahead of its time, and I think it would be so dope to see it now in this era with all of the people you do have a chance to play that with. Like I said, you you haven't seen a hell of, like if you haven't seen a hell in a cell match in like a year or two, and that's one of the options or a TLC match or Extreme Rules match. Now you're like, holy shit! If somebody's beefing, I can see Seth versus Roman Reigns for a title match, in a TLC match or a Hell in a Cell match or a Extreme Rules match. That would be so dope. Now you're bringing the elements of what you use, what you had, back into the conversation, and it matters again. So, I'm all for it, man. I am all for the Prime Live events of 2023. I'm happy he's getting rid of all these gimmicky ass pay per views because again. You're making a pay-per-view seem like it doesn't matter. Or the stipulations to these, the, the pay-per-view rules, it doesn't matter. And I don't like it. I think that that's why when I grew up, man, Hell in a Cell mattered. TLC matches mattered. Extreme Rules matches matter. When they finally, when they adopted ECW's Extreme Rules matches, that mattered. But they got rid of the hardcore and, and brought in, you know, nobody even says Street Fight no more. They always say Extreme Rules. But, like, when you brought in that, it's kind of like, okay. So, yeah, man. <laughs> I know, that's a great idea. Get into Triple H, though. And if that is true and Triple H is trying to do all this, this is what I feel. Triple H will now officially become truly the Vince McMahon of this era. Now, you're probably listening to this and thinking I'm crazy as hell. No. Triple H, I feel like, could become the new Vince McMahon of this era. I'm going to tell you how. That particularly, bringing back all these superstars. But two, but another thing is, if you've been watching wrestling, especially WWE, the last couple of weeks, Triple H has been on TV more. You're seeing Triple H now be, you, you, we already knew he was the head of creative. We know he's backstage. We know he's doing these things. But for the first time, he's stepping out as like Mr. McMahon. He's like a character now. He's like Mr. McMahon. And he's Triple H. But it's like, okay, he's the boss. And you know he's not going to jump in and, and have any matches and any, you know, crazy situations because he can't anymore. And I think it's an element to this situation I think is really interesting. And I would love to see how this is going to play out. Now, Triple H, like I said, it's becoming not a character again on TV. He's just now in a I-run-the-company type of, you know, mindset. A new Mr. McMahon is pretty damn dope. I've never thought I would say that. Like, a new Mr. McMahon is pretty fucking dope. And Triple H is the perfect fucking person to be the new Mr. McMahon of this era going forward. And speaking of that, he's not the only one that is starting to really get themselves into the conversation of the new era's this. Bray Wyatt is clearly the new era's Undertaker. We clearly know this. Which is pissing me off because I remember when when WrestleMania 31 came. And one of my homies was like, yo, man, shout out to my brother, Sir, Sir Splex. He was like, man, I think Bray Wyatt should have won. He should have broke Undertaker's uh, WrestleMania streak. And I was like, I wasn't I wasn't sold on it because I'm like, nah, because they, they don't know how to really run Bray right. And I was like, maybe Roman, because I can see Roman doing it, which he, he won, but it, it didn't matter as much when Brock broke it. But... Now that I'm, I'm, I'm now wrapping my head around it, maybe Bray should have. Maybe he should have waited to WrestleMania 31 
when Bray called Undertaker out and bought him back. And, and maybe Bray should have won. Because it would have established Bray as that. But again, Vince was running the company at that time. But I think Bray, as now the new face of fear, is really kicking it in. And like I said, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not going to be doing a review of SmackDown or Raw this week. But last night watching SmackDown and watching Bray kind of create another character, Uncle Howdy. <laughs> it's like this dude has a creativeness that is unreal. You see, the thing about The Undertaker was Undertaker and Vince were together on a lot of these things. I don't think people really help him Bray. Except maybe one writer, and maybe if Triple H needs to sign off or some shit, he had sign off on it. Or question it, you know. But Bray is one of those guys. I think Bray Wyatt is now starting to become the new Undertaker of this era, which leads to question them. Which which creates the conversation, right, of this new era. If Triple H is the new Mr. Main Man, and Bray is the new Undertaker, who's Stone Cold in a rock? Now, people who say Roman Reigns is the rock, right? Roman Reigns is the rock. But I don't feel that. I don't see it. Sorry, just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I think Seth Rollins is the rock of this era. Um, You probably think I'm crazy. But I think Seth Rollins is the rock of this era. I'll tell you why. He's more charismatic. He's he's got the fans really in a palm every time he steps out there. Every time he gives a every time he gives a promo, you can tell the fans really care. They listening and they understand what he's saying, and they're really, really, really like honing into everything he says. And I think Seth Rollins has more of the of the the true persona of what a heel is, or even just a person that's just supposed to give you a good fucking promo. He knows how to do it. Seth is one of those guys. And yes, Seth is one of my favorite wrestlers. The Rock was not. <laughs> the Rock was not. I mean, I liked it. I thought The Rock was a great, but he wasn't one of my favorite wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? Stone Cold was. Undertaker was. You know. Um. But yeah, man. Seth Rollins is 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 more charismatic. And better in a ring and and better on a microphone than Roman Reigns could ever be. Only difference is is Roman Reigns was born into the Rock's family. That's it. That's that's really it. And you ask yourself who's Kevin who who who's Stone Cold, right? I just kinda said it. Kevin Owens. I think Kevin Owens is more Stone Cold of this era. Kevin Owens is another one who's great on the mic, but when he's in a ring, you can tell he has the ability to capture the fans and the, the fans' imagination. And I think that's the thing about this new era where Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins is more the rock and Stone Cold to me than Roman Reigns is. Roman Reigns to me is Goldberg. Roman Reigns is Goldberg. Um I know people will be like, that doesn't make any sense. It makes all the sense in the world. Watch. Watch how I'm gonna say this. Goldberg winning streak lasted what, a year and a half, two years? How long are we running on Roman Reigns title ring? The difference between Goldberg and Roman Reigns is Goldberg used to show up every fucking week on TV. That's it. He didn't beat anybody important. He didn't do shit until he fought Hulk Hogan. Goldberg didn't really do shit. Let's be real. Roman Reigns is the same. 
I'm I'm so tired of this reign of him being champion. And you're trying to keep him all prestiged and shit. It's getting fucking tiring. And I wish I would stop doing this shit. Roman is good, but he's Goldberg. Let's let's stop playing ourselves. Roman Reigns is fucking Goldberg. Spear, smash, jackhammer, choke you out now. Like that's the same shit Goldberg did when I was a kid. It's the same shit. Nothing's changed. He just got hair and tattoos. Tribal Chiefs tattoos. That's it. Nothing's up. All in all, man, WWE's a, wrestling's in a pretty good place when it comes to WWE. AEW, on the other hand, too many problems going on. And listen, I don't, I'm not an AEW guy. I don't really watch AEW like that. But one thing I want to say is, um, excuse me, prayers up for uh, Adam Hankman Page. Uh, the way he got hit um, Wednesday night. Or Tuesday night, I should say, on a on a dynamite, I think was was really scary. You know what I'm saying? To have a concussion, and you know you already have so many injuries, you have so much backstage conflict in AEW. Um, they're gonna last a long time. They're gonna last a good bit, but at the same time, it's like you don't you don't know what's gonna happen. So, yeah, man. Uh, press up of a Adam Hangman Page, man. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Brand New. And I'll tell you guys, peace.